Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. Hello once again, Jim Deering here. Some moments in life change you forever. Our story from Soul Chaser today is one of those moments. As you know, if you've been following this blog, many of Lauren's stories are about life events that have taught him important lessons. And this story is one of them. One night in 1982, Lauren stepped off a curb right in front of a Dodge, traveling down Route 9 at 40 miles per hour. His parents hadn't neglected the look-both-ways lessons as he was growing up. It was just a simple yet costly mistake that nearly took his life. He spent the next three months as a hospital patient. Still in his early 20s, he had plenty of friends from college and the workforce who frequented his room at Framingham Union Hospital, just outside of Boston. Indeed, he had many visitors who dropped in to see him over those long weeks of recuperation, including myself. I'd like to tell you of one in particular, and I'll use Lauren's words to tell the story. The Red Sox were nothing special in 1982. They had yet to break the curse, and wait until next year was our familiar battle cry. They were our home team, however, and that year... Hopes were, again, riding high as some young talent had been added to the roster. One player, Reed Nichols, a speedy infielder who could also play the outfield positions, was a frequent name on the lineup card. Reed was introduced to me at one of the Red Sox baseball chapel services. These baseball chapel programs were held every Sunday morning in the clubhouse a few hours before game time. I had been invited to speak at the informal gathering of players and coaches, and that morning, I met Reed. Reed and I hit it off. I was living with some roommates just outside of Boston, and Reed became a regular at our condo. I think it was my sister's cooking that he really enjoyed. As she was quite accomplished in the kitchen, her chocolate chip cookies were demolished by the dozens and there were always plenty to go home with our Sox friend at the close of the evening. During these visits, we always managed to have a game of catch or wiffle ball before supper. Playing catch is more exciting when a major leaguer is on the receiving end of your tosses. All in all, it was shaping up to be a great summer. That was when I met the sedan on the highway. The force of the collision, metal hitting flesh and bone, knocked the shoes off my feet. They were recovered at a distance of about three-quarters of a football field away from the accident site. I bounced down the pavement with a broken leg and a cracked cranium. I landed in the emergency room with a kindly doctor tending to my injuries. During my chaotic intake, 
conversation came around to the Red Sox game that night. The team was in Kansas City at the time, in the middle of a lengthy road trip. During the conversation, one of my friends happened to let the ER staff know that I was friendly with Reed of the Red Sox. That was all the prompting that the thoughtful doctor needed. He placed a call to the Red Sox front office, and they in turn sent the news of my injuries to the ball club in their Kansas City hotel. Once word reached the players, the telephone rang in my hospital room, and soon I was talking to my friend Reed. He promised to come see me as soon as the team made their way back to Boston. Later that evening, Reed asked the television broadcasters to mention that he was playing the game that night with my stricken condition on his heart and requested that the viewers keep me in their prayers. And they did. A week or two later, I heard a buzz in the hallways of the fourth floor orthopedic wing where I was recovering. Nurses gathered around my bed and with a bit of a fanfare, parted an opening in the circle to let Reed stand by my bedside. He handed me a get-well card, which he had personally made for me. All of his fellow Red Soxers had signed the card. As the summer wore on, I was released from the hospital, yet my broken leg was slow to heal. There was little progress to report on the x-rays, and an infection had made matters worse. To my dismay, amputation was discussed. My spirits were low, and remained that way for an entire year. It so happened in 1982, the Red Sox also were skidding, right off the playoff picture. The final week of the season found them playing the dreaded New York Yankees. Reed was having a solid season, batting just under 300, and playing both infield and outfield. I was his guest for the last home Saturday game of the season. Hobbled though I was, I made my way to my seat behind home plate. In a wild game featuring soaking rain and thick fog, Reed homered in his last at-bat. I stood to my feet and applauded him as he crossed the home plate, and he tipped his cap. I lost touch with Reed over the ensuing years. He was traded by the Red Sox in a deal that sent him north of the border to the Montreal Expos. He played his last big league game on my birthday, five years after the 1982 season. My leg eventually healed. In late summer of 1983, I managed to put on a ball glove and play one half of an inning at a church league softball game at first base. I was drained from just that little exercise over a year after the accident. But I was getting stronger in spirit at a much quicker rate than my physical healing. Everywhere I went, I would meet people who had been praying for me. Ever since they heard of my accident on the Red Sox network one summer night from Kansas City. My spirit soared every time I considered the kindness of that team effort. A caring doctor, a helpful ball club, a friend who played in the big leagues, and a faithful praying people across the country. Each new season of summer brings with it the memories of Route 9, 
read and my recuperation, aided by the Red Sox, the repair of Lauren, and the friendship with Reed all started in chapel. And I have learned since that most good things do. God is a giver of good gifts, and he uses his people to deliver them. You don't have to be a major league ball player in order to bring cheer to someone in need, but you will need to step up to the plate. Be a big league friend to somebody today. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you. 